Hi, on this episode of Real Time Truth, going to talk about the screens. Going to talk about being a gatekeeper. Now look, we're not going back from using these things. These are a part of our lives. You're probably even watching or listening to this on a screen. Fine. The question is, are there parameters? Should there be structure in our lives? We're going to talk about that. And because our kids, let's say our teenagers have these things, there's some bad people out there in the world. There's some bad things out there in the world. How do we protect while still giving liberty and control these screens? How can we be good gatekeepers on this episode of Real Time Truth? Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes, you're going to hear a biblical perspective of things you deal with every day in your home, church, community, and in the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. And as you saw in the preview and in the title, we're talking about being the screen time gatekeeper. I love that title. Yeah, makes great me title. Feel, makes me feel like a knight defending yeah. the keep. Yeah, we've got know? a sword down here. You want to you pick up your sword? That's it. And wave it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explain but, that. What well, do we mean by that? Well, it means it, it makes me feel like, it, even more so, it makes me feel like a soldier defending a garrison. Yeah. It, that's what I feel like, especially like in today's terms. You know what a garrison is? It's a fortification built in an area to defend the surrounding area and to keep that area from being retaken mm-hmm. by the hostiles. Yeah. And so when I think of my home and the haven that it is meant to be to my family, I look at my home as a garrison. And so outside of my home, in this world, like it or not, it's enemy territory. Yep. Okay, and we're not looking at them like it's us against you. It's not that. It's just that this world has nothing for the believer. And this world only wants to destroy the believer and the family because it's overseen by the devil. Yes. And so my home must remain a strong fortification for my family to be able to come to and 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 have a safe haven in. Yeah. And unless we see it that way, unless we see it like you're describing, Unless we see our homes as a place of, of teaching and training, yes, love, security, mm-hmm. solace, and care. But it has to be a place of teaching and training in order for um, our families not to be swallowed up by the world system. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so each time we have one of these episodes, we're just adding another tool to your tool belt. Yeah. Because it's not just one thing you can do, and it's not this... I mean, while it's a big job, it's not this huge thing you have to focus on all the time. It's just incorporating more habits into you that just makes that place that safe haven for your family. And so that's why we're talking about screens today. And the stakes are high. Yep. Because we only have so much time. Yeah. And that's one of the stakes that we want to talk about. Screens have a tremendous impact on the time, how it's spent in our homes, and also the influences that we allow in our homes. And now before we get into this too much, I want to hit a couple of stats if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I got these from commonsensemedia.org. But before I go into these, because after I read these stats, you're going to be like, whoa, if I don't preface you in this way, you're going to be like, what yeah. is this? Tell them about the elephant in the room. Okay. Um, how are you watching this? I'm holding up a phone for those listening on Spotify. <laughs> yes, those of you on Spotify, you're not you're not getting out of this, okay? You're getting to Spotify on your phone or on your on your computer, okay? So you're right. accessing this through a diver- through a device, yeah, okay? not yeah. a device. There's no such thing, yeah, okay. But through a screen, okay. And so 
you are not exempt from this. This is just this is not just a talk about how you are going to be that gatekeeper for your kids. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But it also has to do with you. It has to do with me. Yes, okay? me. It, it has to do with us. Yes. Okay, because we can get lax. Yeah, okay? I've, I mean, who who doesn't have their phone within 10 feet of them? I mean, Maybe even on your person. My show notes right here. Yeah, almost all the time. It's in my back pocket. And so the elephant in the room is... This is not just for our kids. This is for us listening right now. So don't let yourself off the hook. Okay, so now listen to these stats. The study showed, this again is from commonsensemedia.org. It's a great website you should check out sometime. 52% of parents say that they spend too much time on their devices. That's up from 29% in 2016. Okay, this, this study was done just this past September, I believe. Yeah. So 2019, so yeah. three years difference. 52 parent, 52% of parents say they spend too much time on their devices. 45% of parents say that they feel addicted to their mobile device. This is parents now. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making, that's, that's the elephant in the room. This, and this is not kids saying yeah. that about their parents. Yeah, this is parents saying them about, about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And under, and honestly, this next stat, though, it does deal with that. Under the, actually, in the study, it listed it under a heading that said, kids wish that their parents would get off their phones more. Yeah, yeah. It says 39% of kids think their parents spend too much time on their device. Mm-hmm. All of these stats are up. And there, was, there, there are stats in there for the kids and everything, too. But, I mean, this is you listening to this right now, okay? And so we're dealing with us right now. And so time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of it. It does. And, and you know, um, as Paul would say in Scripture, I'm the uh, you know, chief of sinners. Yeah. Um, I know so much of my work and my job comes by way of this thing um, as a pastor. Okay, let's say you're a salesman. Let's mm-hmm. say you, whatever. You're, you're, a, you're a teacher and you coach ball. Um, and you got all your players or parents on your phone. So, so we're always, so this is not evil. No, no, don't that's, hear that. That's not what we're trying to say. We, we talked about this before the, the show. We're, we, we want the dog to wag the tail, not the tail, which are the screens, to wag the dog. We want to have structure and we want to be in control. First of all, as parents, so that we're not hypocrites when we're talking to our kids because we're talking about being a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. But mom and dad, before we can be gatekeepers for our kids, we've got to gatekeep for ourselves. Yeah. We have to come to places in our life that we say, okay, I've got to put the phone down. I've got to be in a position to where my kids don't see me with my phone in my hand all the time because what I'm going to say to them is not going to ring. It's going to ring hollow because they see me as a hypocrite. Well, what's dad and what's mom saying that about? Because they got their phone in their hand all the time. I can't hardly ever get their attention. They're constantly on their phone or, or whatever, watching a screen, TV, sports, whatever the case might be. We as parents have to be gatekeepers for ourselves first, and that is controlling the time. There's two things we're going to talk about today, time and influence. Yep. The first one is time. Matthew, let's run into that now. Let's talk about the time aspect of this. Sure. Well, I mean, we've talked about it in previous episodes that we only have so much what you would call disposable time at home. And so which equates to maybe about two and a half, three hours or so each evening, you know, after you've actually gotten everything else that you've got to do out of the way. 
And so, but here's the thing. So often it's so easy because we spend, we feel like we just wring ourselves out during the day. It's so easy to just come home and veg. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just happen anymore. It actually probably rarely happens anymore on a TV. It yeah. happens more often on a tablet or on mm-hmm. a phone or on a laptop or something yeah. that's just sitting right there in your lap. But one of the things that screens does is they isolate. They do. I mean, you could say, oh, well, yeah, I mean, if somebody's off you know, playing a video game in their room or if they're surfing the web in their room or something like that. No, it's not just that. You go and you look around your room sometime. Go and look, sit in a waiting room sometime, okay? Yeah. And just look around the room and count how many people are sitting there in that waiting room without their phone out. Yeah, you won't, yeah. You won't find many. Yeah, go to a restaurant now. Seriously, and you'll have you'll see a couple sitting there having dinner together, but they're just looking at their phone and eating food and not talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. And so screens, they isolate. Effectively, there's a wall between that couple. There's a wall between those people who are in that waiting room. And if you look around your, your living room in the evening, if everybody's gathered in the same room and you haven't made it a no-screen time, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Somebody's watching TV. Somebody's checking out social media on their phone. Somebody might be playing a, a video game on a handheld device or something like that. But because they're all zoomed in on their one screen, they're not looking at each other. I, want, I saw this weird-looking picture, but it was very telling, where you had, it was literally, it was a distorted photo where it just took the person's face and it just stuck it to their phone like it was like... Just like yeah, yeah, sucked into it. And but because their face was flat against their screen... They weren't seeing anything that was going on around them. There was tons of people around them, but they didn't see any of them because they were looking at their phone. Screens isolate like that. Yeah, it's like blinders on a horse, so you can't see anything else around you. You know, I've been pastoring for 15 years, and I, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of families. And when I'm doing family counseling, uh, whether that's sometimes I do that with an entire family, sometimes it's just with the mom and the dad, sometimes it's, you know, even just with kids and then bring the parents back in. You know what I'm finding is that I start delving into, you know, the issues. And what I find is that so often these families, they never talk. They never spend any time together, even though they live under the same roof. They're absolutely, this goes back to the being isolated. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're roommates. That's it. That's it. And see, that's the thing is bodies together in a room does not equal connection. Okay. You've got bodies in a room at the morgue, but nobody's <laughs> connecting at the morgue. That's right. Okay. You've got bodies, I told you already, in a waiting room. No one's connecting in the waiting room. And I mean, start a conversation with somebody across the waiting room next time you're in there. Okay. They're going to look at you funny. Yeah. Okay. You might come off as really cool if you're very charismatic and, and entertaining. But for the most part, they're going to be able to leave me be. I've got my screen right here and I don't yeah. have time for you. And the truth is, today, a lot of people, that's what they want. That's why they stick the earbuds in. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they put earbuds in their ears, even if there's nothing going through the earbuds, just because they want to say to everybody else, leave me alone. Leave me be. And that's, it's, it's sad. Now, now, how does this relate to being a gatekeeper, mom and dad, for the parents who are listening or watching? Okay. We understand this is a time aspect. Mm-hmm. So, are there times in your home where you say... We're putting down the screens. Is there ever a time that you would say, no one's going to have a screen in their hand? We're going to turn the television off, the iPads are off, the phones go somewhere else, and they're buzzing, they're whatever, and we go, not bothering them. Are there ever any of those times? If there aren't those times, I'm telling you, you can't, you can't honestly say that you are being a gatekeeper because ultimately, 
the device or devices, the screens, are running your lives. And mom and dad, particularly if you have teenagers and let's say kids in the home, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, and you've given them one of these, whether they're a smartphone or not, and they've got one of these in their hands, they're going to have a hard time putting them down. Yeah. They're going to struggle with telling themselves, I need to put this away. And here's the science of it, mom and dad. A teenager, you'll get this as soon as I say it, they're not thinking straight anyway because their brain synapses are not all connected. In other words, they can't tell themselves no. If you look at the science of this and you look at the frontal lobe of the brain, that's the area of the brain that a person learns to say to themselves no. Mm-hmm. Impulse control. Impulse control. They, kids can't do that. And so they'll just, like, like my son, he likes Fortnite, but if I didn't put structure into my 14-year-old's life, he literally, I think, could play Fortnite 24 hours, honestly, with no food, never get up to use the bathroom, because that's where he's locked in. For kids, these things release in them endorphins. These are hormones that are released from the brain, literally from the pituitary gland that's going throughout the body, and they like to see someone like what they've said on Instagram or if they get a Snapchat back from a buddy. And so they're str- they're going to always struggle to put their phone down. So do you have parameters in your home? Is there like mealtime? Are, are your kids allowed to have a phone at mealtime? I'm not. We put our phones away in our kitchen. We have an area that's called a, it's our little bar area. And we have a docking station there. My son, Andrew, um, loves technology, and he bought this. It looks, what did I, Medusa? Is that mm-hmm. what we're talking You know Medusa that's got all the snakes coming out of her head, you know, all that whatever that it is? He's got this docking station with all these charging cords, okay? He just thought that was the coolest thing. Well, we dock our phones there, iPads, whatever. We plug all this stuff up. So when we're having a meal, we're actually sitting, get this now, this is crazy, not in front of a television, but actually at a table, and we have conversation with one another. (laughs) We're actually talking to our kids and asking questions and so forth. And it's a beautiful thing, but it's, do you have that? that? That's the question. Are your kids allowed to take their phones to bed? That's so dangerous because the kids are not going to get enough sleep. The studies are, I mean, they're replete. You pick it. That kids who take their phones to bed are going to make worse grades. Mm -hmm. They're going to have more more behavioral issues. They're going to struggle with authority. Why? Because they're not getting any sleep. They're stinking worn out. And that's also in that study. Uh, I'll I'll find the link to that. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the description on YouTube. And so that way you guys can go and you can find it because it was a fascinating study. And it deals with just that. It was parents, teens, screens, and sleep. Yeah. Very specific. Now, Matthew, let's, let's... Let's change gears and let's go from time to influence. Okay. And let's talk about what are our kids getting, receiving from the phones? What what are they taking in? Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, that's the question. Yeah. I mean, you just you just hit it right then. Yeah. The what? influence. We're talking about what are they getting? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Are you talking with them about it? Do you are you are you keeping track of that? Are you whenever they whenever they're on the phone with friends, 
Do you have conversations with them that actually ask the question, hey, what did you guys talk about? And that's not prying, okay? Right. Uh, if that's prying, then I'm, I'm worried about the household that you may be in. Yeah. Because what that kind of sounds like is maybe you don't feel like you have permission to be engaging your child that much. And in the end, all I hear is, I care about my kid. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you know what's coming across those screens? I have parents who tell me, well, I want my child to know that I trust them. And so I don't, I don't have their password to their phone. Do you pay for it? Huh? Did you buy their phone? Wait, wait a minute. You're, you're giving them a device that allows anyone in the world to have access to them. Okay? That's like leaving your front door unlocked and saying any murderer, thief, criminal, pedophile that wants to can come walk in my house. You'd never allow it. Well, and you think about this. It's like saying in that sense, because this is not just a trust issue. This is a safety thing. Yes. It would be like taking your kid out to the median out in the middle of the interstate and saying, I'll play in this grassy spot. I trust you to stay right there. Yeah. That's and a great then, analogy. Because, and so, and not to wander off into the traffic. Yeah. Okay. It's not about just, oh, I trust you. Okay. I'm not going to look. It's, I don't want you to get hurt. Exactly. And remember, we talked about the brain synapses. Now think about this, mom and dad. Okay. This is science. Okay. Your kid who's 12, 13, 14 years old cannot make adult decisions. Mm -mm. They, they, it's not that kids, listen, we all have good kids. We really do. We, we really all believe that our kids are great. And you know what? They are, all right? But we're still all living in a sinful world, okay? And so there are bad people out there. And there are people who are your kids' friends who might not all be, well, let's just say have their best interest at heart. And so for you and I not to have the password for their phone or, or to say, hey, honey, I, I saw you were just FaceTiming with, who, who are you FaceTiming with? And I know parents that are afraid to ask that. No. And you're, all you're wanting to do is have a conversation. Well, I was FaceTiming with, and they say a name, Susie. Well, great. How's Susie? What would y'all talk about? And, and, and some, some parent may be listening and cringing going, oh, I would never ask my teenager what they were talking about with their friends. What are you, crazy? Why would you not do that? For two reasons. Number one, you actually show that you have interest in your kid and their friends. And number two, because you want to help them be able to frame the context of what they're hearing. What if that friend starts talking about something in a way that is totally counter to what Scripture teaches on a subject? And that's just it. Because, again, it's talking about are we using the time to disciple our kids? That's what we're trying to do. But if we're not careful, what comes across this could easily, easily undo your efforts. Most, most definitely. Let me, let's share this verse, and we'll bring this to a close today. The Bible says this in Ephesians 5. Listen to this. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Now listen. Making the best use of the time, because the days are... Evil. Evil. We must be gatekeepers. We must start with ourselves... And we must transfer that down to our children. These, these devices are very helpful and very useful, but they must be controlled and they, there must be structure. And so that's the goal. We have to have that in our homes and within our families in order to be good gatekeepers, in order to protect 
our homes mm -hmm. as warriors and our garrisons to be places of safety. Real quick before we wrap up, in the last few seconds here, can we hit some best practices? What can yeah. some people, just some simple tips yeah. that people could do? Yeah, you know, I talked about mealtimes. Listen, if, if, if you don't put the phones down at mealtime, you're never going to have good conversations with your family. Second thing is, what about screen time in the car? Are there times that you want to say to your kids, let's talk, let's actually look out the window and discuss what's going on in life? Number three, again, the screen's in the bedroom. Come on, Mom and Dad. What does a 12-year-old need with a phone in their room? And if you say they need an alarm clock, come see me. I will give you five bucks so you can go to Walmart and buy them an alarm clock. It's too tempting for them. Mm -hmm. It's too tempting. When they hear zzz, zzz, they and it's 1130, themselves. they can't stop themselves. And the last thing is no electronics during specified times. Maybe it's a family movie night. Mm -hmm. Or fun night. Or a game night. A game night. You put the phones away, and it teaches your kids self-discipline. That's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care.